a hearing related to the Ukraine phone call going on right now in Washington, D.C. The guy who's the, the spy chief, a man named McGuire with a very square head, was a Navy SEAL. I like um, when people call him the director of DNI. <laughs> it's, it's like, like an a- ATM machine. Exactly. Um, uh, he is being questioned about the whole whistleblower complaint thing, which Joe went through a little last hour, and we'll continue to, and we'll bring you any highlights from this hearing if there are any. Um, the uh, Mr. McGuire is uh, sticking to uh, the, the his role as he sees it and not declaring anything a crime or unpresidential or impeachable or anything like that. He says that's not his business. That's which, y'all's job. Which it actually isn't his business. I think they're they're fishing to see if they can get a good cover-up narrative going. That's mm-hmm. why he's on the Hill right now. The whole the whistleblower complaint supposed to go to Congress. Happened to see, uh, well, I heard many news stories just declaring that the law says the whistleblower complaint must go to Congress. And it's just astounding that he has not done this. Nancy Pelosi sent out a big uh, 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 impeachment fundraising letter saying the same thing. But then if, and and I was shocked, more shocked than anybody, I think it was CNN had some commentator on who used to do this sort of thing. He said, well, the counsel of the DNI said no, that the law doesn't compel him. So there's a disagreement among lawyers in D.C., which happens all the time. And the hosts are like, oh, um, oh, okay. So, yeah, the whole, God, anybody who's ever dealt with Washington or law or anything understands, yeah, sometimes lawyers disagree and the guy didn't know quite what to do. Yeah, well, that gets back to what uh, Ben Sass said yesterday, the senator from Nebraska. Uh, he went in and took a look at the um, whistleblower complaint, which you were just reading from last hour and found it. Somewhat troubling. Mm-hmm. But then he said, everyone in this whole process should slow down. This place is terrible at deliberation. Democrats ought not to be using the word impeach before they have the whistleblower complainer before they read any of the transcript. Republicans ought not be rushing to circle the wagons to say there's nothing there when there's obviously lots that's troubling here. The administration ought not to be attacking the whistleblower as some talking points suggest that they do. I, I don't know if those talking points have been nailed down as true or not. We could talk about that later. The media humbly, he gets into the media, the media humbly should not pretend that this story is about something that's going to be resolved in the next two hours. Hmm. Done right, with lots of deliberation, this is going to take a lot of time. Um, I I think the partisan tribalism that's always uh, insta-certain is a terrible idea. I like insta-certain. That should be a new word that goes in the dictionary. That is a good one. I I have a huge uh, man crush on Ben Sass. I have reason to believe he wouldn't have me, so... It will just exist in the realm of fantasy. That but would, I do, uh, do really admire him. That would be helpful if the media wants to play a role in our democracy, to not act all the time like everything you want, whether it's Trump being booted out of office or being you know defended, is going to happen in the next half hour. <laughs> right, right. Because if, 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 if Trump was going to get booted out of office, it would be months from now. Right. Months! Nobody's going to stay tuned to whatever crappy show is on CNN. Uh, and, I'm sorry, uh, CNN right now, if, with that sort of tease, that sort of promotion. It's just feverish desperation for eyes and ears. I'm in the business. I see it. It's disgusting. So what, what, what day is today? Thursday. So even that fact is in dispute. Monday night, there are 147 Democrats that were on board with impeachment. Then Tuesday night, it was 188, which was prior to the transcript coming out. Correct. Correct. And Nancy Pelosi stood in front of all those flags prior to the new stuff being known. We just knew that it was going to be known soon. 
And then as of last night, it's 219 Democrats and one independent for a total of 220, which is a majority, which say they would vote for an impeachment something or other, which we learned yesterday you don't have to do to call it impeachment. Or they're in favor of the inquiry or, or what? Everything's so cloudy at this point, and you can't trust the media. So those 220, I wonder if they're all, so they're all saying you got to get rid of the guy now, or we need to sit down, cook up some articles of impeachment, take a look at them, and decide, all right, is this strong enough to actually send to the Senate? I could absolutely, you know what, I could vote for that. Listen, if we do that, can we cut this crap out? I almost dropped an S-bomb. I kind (laughs) of wish I had. If we do that, if we boil it all down, Put it in words that everybody can look at. Can we just run the country? Frank Bruni of the New York Times. Where do I have that? I don't agree with him on virtually anything, except he's got great stuff on colleges. I think he wrote the book, Where You Go Is Not Who You'll Be. Mm. He has a great realistic perspective of colleges and college admissions. I don't like his politics, but... um, He's talking... The headline is, Why a Trump Impeachment Should Terrify You. What's just and what's wise aren't always the same. And he gets into the politics of it and who it'll benefit and uh, and who it might not and Newt Gingrich and blah, 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 all that stuff we've all talked about. Um, but then he says to be engaged in politics is to be engaged in battle. And that shouldn't and needn't always be so. And he talks about how divided we all are and, and nobody talks to anybody. It says, where's the infrastructure plan where, oh, a quarter century late in implementing where are the fixes to the healthcare system whose problems go far beyond the tens of millions of Americans still uninsured? What about education? Impeachment would shove all of those issues even further to the margins than they already are. Or just this week, no conversation, no air for the big UN get together and talking about Iran, which is a serious situation. Right. Or the ongoing tariff war or any of this sort of stuff we got, we got happening all gets shoved aside. I mentioned if Trump gets booted, it would take months. Yeah, and during those months, this is the only thing the media would cover. Right. The only thing. Hey, and all you uh, school kids who walked out of class uh, behind your Messiah, the 16-year-old girl from uh, Sweden. No, sorry. (laughs) We got no time anymore. That's done. How dare you? How dare you? You've stolen my childhood. People, no, I didn't. You have stolen my dreams. You have stolen my dreams. My My childhood with your empty words. (laughs) People will be talking about the 1977 World Series more than they'll be talking about your global warming now, kids. Sorry, it's how it works. I agree with Frank Bruni on that. So uh, I stole this from Jonah Goldberg's Twitter feed. He didn't like the name uh, Ukraine Gate, as everybody tries to make a scandal. Oh, that gate on the end, terrible! Well, it's it's been that way for decades. It's dumb because Watergate was about because the break-in was at a hotel named the Watergate, the Watergate Hotel. But then people started putting gate on the end of things anytime there was a scandal, and it's been that way for decades. That offends Monica me. Gate. The fact that they think it's clever offends me more. Uh, so I need to come up with a name for this sort of thing. Ukraine storm? Mm. You can't do that on television. That's not good. One of the leading vote getters was Quid Pro Kiev. I like that one. <laughs> not easy to say, but clever. Trump Noble? No. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> there it is. I like that. We have a winner. The Ukraine scandal? <laughs> That's decent for the urban audience. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> that means black people in the media. <laughs> a little behind the scenes. Yeah. Ukraine, I crane, we all crane for Ukraine. That is delightful. Long. But, uh, again, the, was, w- the Ukraine eclipse. That's decent. Quid pro Kiev is a is the one with the popular ones. Nah, no, nah, that's too that's too eggheaded. Mm. Uh, Jack, I'm a man in touch with the common people. I'm telling you that one won't sell. I'm like, remember Simon Cowell on American Idol? Mm-hmm. He didn't know music. He didn't know how to play an instrument. He couldn't sing. He could just hear what would be a hit. That's me. So what was the one I liked so much? I don't remember which one you liked I, so much. I can do that stuff, but my memory's poor. High, cr- high Crimeas and Misdemeanors? Do you like that? <laughs> Too obscure. <laughs> <laughs> really pretty good, though. I don't know. What was the one you liked? Uh, high Crimeas. That's really clever. The Ukraine Cray scandal. No, it no there was that one right before that. Ukraine Handle the Truth? Yes, that's it. Because <laughs> oh, it works for both sides. Mm. Oh, I see. Yeah, you're liking that. Yeah, yeah. The rain in Ukraine mainly falls on the Biden? Nah, right. <laughs> now we're just, just, you know what? Crane fang. True Crimea. <laughs> I think that's actually the winner. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ukraine in the membrane. Lots of suggestions. Wait a minute. Fans of 90s rap. <laughs> Sean liked that one. Of course, there were lots of people that weighed in with it. Ukraine I, in the brain. I just call it. I just call it time for impeachment, or other people saying I call it a nothing burger. Okay, have a sense of humor. We're trying to come up with a funny name. You and you. I don't like you. Stay away from me, both of you. I don't know. I'll say. I tell you what. Even at this historic moment, Jack, my advice to you as a human: don't obsess about politics. You can be into it. You can be an activist. Try not to take it personally. Because I promise you, you are being manipulated by everybody. With your empty words. Among other things. Yeah, I I brought this up because I was just telling my wife about it yesterday. And and then at some point in the evening, she said, we we could do this and take your mind off all that other stuff. I said, my mind's not on that stuff. (laughs) I don't actually think about this stuff. I'm not. I'm not actually concerned or anything. I try to get the latest information for the radio show, but I have I'm I have not a care in the world about this. If I had to list my top 100 cares today, yeah. this wouldn't make the top 100. My only care that really stresses me out about this stuff is that there's so much wild misinformation and the partisanship has gotten so bitter that, you know, I don't want to come in in the morning and just anger and displease our audience and our potential audience i mean i do this for a living you know i you know we certainly have our principles around here and probably too many of them we'd be more successful if we were better whores but um but you know i'm not i'm not suicidal i mean i'm not gonna crash this thing into the ground uh you know when when it's unnecessary but everybody's so angry and fired up and full of 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 half facts and non-facts and and ready to slash out. I just it makes doing this job less fun, honestly. Oh, your fun is what we should worry about. This is a constitutional crisis. <laughs> there, I saved you the trouble of writing your angry, bitter email and or text and or tweet. Ukraine a lame dong dong ding dong. Ukraine a lame ding dong. It's hard I'll to let you to... know when I'm getting tired of these. <laughs> our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. We're keeping our eye on the uh, the hearing going on right now. Any highlights? We'll have them for you.
60 Minutes. The show beat the Emmys in the ratings on Sunday. People preferred 60 Minutes because it was less political. Good wow. joke, David Spade. Wow. I'm impressed. Less man. political. Um, Crimea so, River. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. F Thank you, you email. How, how about F Ukraine? That's that's really good. That's what, <laughs> that's what the kids will call it on the schoolyard. Uh, so here's one of the things that's come out of this hearing that's going on right now, and it's the uh, the acting DNI they call him, Director of National Intelligence, which is a fairly new thing. He's above all the other spy agencies. Everybody, all he's the supposed to help us correct the connect the dot, not correct the dots. The dots are fine. They don't need to be corrected. They need to be connected. In the wake of 9-11, all that stuff. Right. But so, the FBI knew some stuff. CIA knew some stuff. Nobody talked to nobody. I'm not actually following this, Joe and I, because we're talking. But uh, Sean's listening in, and, and so is Hanson. And uh, Sean was just telling me how one of the headlines so far is that uh, McGuire, the acting DNI, says, nobody asked me not to turn over the whistleblower stuff. So that has been a narrative for however many days now. Yeah. That the the the... Well, I think Nancy Pelosi mentioned it in her whole impeachment thing that it's against the law to not turn over the whistleblower complaint. Right. And that's that's part of what's an impeachable offense here. And he says, nobody asked me to not turn this over. I was just taking my time and going through the process and everything like that. Um, well, and, and again, to Nancy stating it unequivocally, some lawyers say he's got to. Some lawyers say, no, this is not what the statute is intended to turn over. It's outside his purview. And so the lawyers are arguing about it. But that, that's a reason to slow down and wait and see what happens. The story yesterday afternoon, if you don't follow news, good for you. But the story yesterday afternoon, when the Washington Post came out with their McGuire threatened to resign because the Trump administration wouldn't let him release the... It was wrong on two levels. One, he never threatened to resign. And two, the Trump administration never asked him to not release the whistleblower stuff. Yeah. So neither one of those things happened. Right. Good journalism. So let's just wait and see what happens. So I'm in the lunchroom getting a little caffeine juice and uh, watching the hearing. And uh, there's some Democrat Congress lady grandstanding as usual. And the DNI, who's a very buttoned up guy, is a career military guy. He, and he acts like you'd think he would. Um, and he's just not taking the bait. And he's saying, listen, there are procedures I follow, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and refuting her uh, attempts to get him to grandstand himself. And. My mind went to the O.J. Simpson trial, as it so often does, because I was thinking, we should outlaw televising these things. Doesn't. I don't think it helps. I understand the point. Oh, oh, please. It's an impossibility in terms of transparent government, free speech, the rest of it. It's an idiotic idea, and I'm an idiot for expressing it. On the other hand, everybody agrees the presence of the cameras in the courtroom perverted the O.J. Simpson trial. Juice! In many ways. It was almost like he wasn't the juice anymore. Uh, no, it's I, like he's not really the juice anymore. I think I just said that, Ross, <laughs> from Friends. But, uh, God, the, 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 the power of the camera to pervert the way people act is well, just, and that's why, it never ends. And that's why the Supreme Court, thank goodness, has been able to fight against having the cameras. Oh, please, in please, please never, ever, ever do that. Boy, so the whole, um, he was ordered by the White House not to turn over the whistleblower complaint, just was people being in a hurry. We, the, uh, so, much of this, so much of this is based around the media, the government, everybody, all of us 
It's our brains are rewired because of our smartphones. Everything want everybody wanting everything to happen so much faster than it can happen. Right. That drives it a lot. Can of, happen. That's what drives a lot of everything now. Yeah. Uh, very very briefly. Um, positive, Sean. You're. Uh, you got something urgent? I was just going to say, McGuire, Brief. he was uh, seeking what is and isn't executive privilege was a large part of any sort of delay that the Democrats were experiencing. In, in so he was supply. ordered to subvert the Constitution. Uh, oh, if you're just tuning in, the long and short of the whistleblower complaint is that there was an ongoing campaign. The phone call, Rudy Giuliani, other people constantly pressuring about Biden and Hillary's server, and it seemed that it was widely hinted, if you want us to play ball with you, you'll you'll look into these things. So it wasn't just the call, if you're just tuning in. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, we got more back and forth in the McGuire hearings. We're going to highlight those. And Iran again slams the door on any more nuke talks as long as sanctions stay in place. Yeah, I, I just hope the whole uh, Iran thing and other important issues don't get lost. And I keep going back and forth in this. Don't want to kill you with uh, impeachment talk and everything like that. Uh, and, you know, this, this has got to play out slowly over a long period of time. We need a lot of facts. It's going to take a long time to get them. No need to act like it's all going to happen today. On the other hand, uh, driving a president from office is a big deal. A really big deal. And... Uh, if today is part of it, I suppose we got to talk about it. News now, Marsha Phillips. Alley whistleblower hearing continues. Acting Director of National Intelligence Joseph McGuire appearing before Congress today. McGuire has been asked a number of questions by a number of members, including Connecticut Congressman Jim Hines. He's a member of the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. He was asked whether he discussed the whistleblower complaint with President Trump. Director, did you or your office ever speak to the President of the United States about this complaint? Um, Congressman, I'm, I'm the President's intelligence officer. I speak with him several times throughout the week. Sir, let me repeat my question. Did you ever speak to the President about this complaint? My conversations with the President because I'm the director of national intelligence, are privileged. And it would be inappropriate for me because it would destroy my relationship with the president in intelligence matters to divulge any of my conversations with the president of the United States. McGuire was also asked by Devin Nunez, ranking member of the House committee, if he leaked any of the information he had to the press. Did anybody, you or anybody in your office, leak this to the Washington Post or NBC News? Ranking member, I lead the intelligence community. We know how to keep a secret. <laughs> so it goes back and forth like that for quite a while. So uh, McGuire said, the, the acting DNI, I want to stress, I believe yeah. the whistleblower and the inspector general have acted in good faith throughout. Mm-hmm. I have every reason to believe that they have done everything by the book and followed the law. This is an unprecedented situation, but I believe this matter um, has been handled in full compliance with the law at all times. Okay, so that's off on the whole whistleblower complaint, how it was handled. Mm -hmm. What's in the whistleblower complaint seems to be uh, lost over the last several hours. As you were reading through it earlier, um, there is uh, the whistleblower is claiming the Trump administration worked to hide these Ukrainian phone calls. Among other things, yeah, it's it's kind of two-pronged. Number one, prolonged effort to pressure the Ukrainians to look into the Hillary right. server thing mm-hmm. and uh, Joe and Hunter Biden's dealings. Um, why that was a priority? Because Trump can't freaking let anything go. 
He just doesn't know how. He well, can't even get, like, some hack or hack. Some underling, somebody in the Justice Department. Hey, look into this as hard as you can. Keep me updated, would you? No, he's got to do it personally. Unbelievable. Anyway. The Biden stuff I get. I was pretty surprised he was asking the president of Ukraine about the computer server for Hillary's emails at this point. Right, right. So so anyway, back to my prongs. I just, you know, I, and I tried. A lot of you hardcore Trump supporters, I was, uh, I was warning you about this during the primaries. Um, that... This guy is going to be a lot of trouble. And a lot of you replied and said, yeah, we know that. That's fine. (laughs) And I can respect that. So anyway, here are your prongs. Number one, prolonged campaign by the president, Rudy Giuliani, and others to say, look, you want money from us? You want to play ball? Well, you got to play ball uh, our way. You got to investigate this stuff that we want to know about. Also, that his uh, the president's people thought it was so naked what he was doing during that call that we've we've all heard right, about yesterday right. that they needed to bury it they needed to hide it that he went too far he was trump being trump too much and so they buried it that's the other the gist of the accusation oh another one of these suggested titles for the scandal is you can't always get what you want we have a winner that's pretty good. Um, uh, another thing we learned yesterday yeah. was there was a previous call to the president of Ukraine in which some people are claiming the president also asked for some investigating. So I assume there's going to be a demand that that phone call transcription come out, right? Yeah, there are several, I guess. And, right. And I think the White House has said they'll all come out. And now, as far as the transcription goes, the latest reports is there are no recordings of these phone calls. No, that's as good as it gets. Everything was yeah. rebuilt from what staffers remember hearing. And that's the so, way they've done it for uh, yeah. years over many presidents. But yeah. that's as good as you get for the phone calls. In an interview, I'm with not it, concerned really that there's anything missing from there, are you? I think it's there. What it's, are the ellipses then? <laughs> I think, well, I think right. pauses is what sure. they are. Um, I. I I don't have concern that there's stuff edited out uh, necessarily. It, it it's it's certainly interesting the whole eye of the beholder thing. I was watching yeah. a little MSNBC and I heard somebody say, except for in your you know Fox News and Republican uh, echo chambers, everyone agrees that this is terrible. You go over to Fox and you have you know it's only the liberal media that sees this through the lens of corruption. Everybody else, the it's obviously no quid pro quo. So it's so, we're just so built to see things that back are the, the outcome we want, I guess. Sure. It's just we're way we're built Tribalism. as human beings. Yep. In an interview with ABC News, the Iranian president, Hassan Rouhani, said U.S. sanctions cannot continue and were against international laws and against the U.N. Security Council resolution. The type of sanctions Iraq executed by the United States against the people of Iran is an economic form of terrorism. A Rouhani addressing the U.N. Assembly earlier in the week saying Iran would not negotiate a nuclear deal as long as it remained under sanctions. Our response to any negotiation under sanctions is negative. So there you go. Hey, one last what note. Do you say? One last note, the fight is on. The Bagel Boss guy will be getting into the ring this Saturday in Atlantic City. Wow. And there goes the last brick of our empire. Wow. He will be facing none other 
than Screech from Saved by the I Bell. I swear to God I was going to guess that. That would have been my first guess of what he was going to fight Screech. <laughs> That's disgusting. I won't watch. Signed, guys at dogfights. Screech fought on the... So when Fox had their celebrity boxing yep. years ago. Geez, right. That's like 15 years ago. Right. Now. He fought Horshack. He fought Horshack and beat yep. up the a much older Horshack. And much smaller and sickly. It was disgusting. Yeah, it was just pretty rough to watch. A 70s star got beat up by a late 90s, early 2000s star. Not a surprise. Right. Um, but so now that dude is going to fight Bagel Boss, <laughs> yes. who's five feet tall. Because the guy can't handle his temper. Because <laughs> he's got a variety of psychological Because he has attacked uh, a number of people yes. in public. Yes. And it's pay-per-view? Yeah, I believe so. And how much will it cost me, and what time I, do I need to tune in? There, it's Saturday at Atlantic City Showboat Hotel. I'm sure if you got in touch with them, they could tell you what I your am, pay I options might, are. I might have to watch this spectacle oh, just to see how it unfolds, how the crowd reacts. Right. I promise you don't have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. No, this this will be remarked upon when Edward Gibbons' great great grand grand great great grandchild writes the decline and fall of the American Empire. Mm-hmm. This moment, Saturday night, there may be an entire chapter on it. <laughs> yes. Will be marked as uh, really the end. Holy crap! I wish there was some way to calculate the cost to your soul of watching that. It'd <laughs> be good to know going in. <laughs> How much would you pay for it, Jack? If it was nineteen ninety five, would you pay for Absolutely, it? Absolutely, I'm in. 50 bucks is a wobbler. Probably above that, I probably wouldn't pay for it. I can't watch it. It's disgusting. I just, I just, I got to know how far we've gone. How far down have we gone? (laughs) Can't you get that, though, from a description and the ratings? I need to, I need to feel the field, feel here, see. You want to be a witness to history. (laughs) Exactly. Good God. Oh, boy. Oh, that's rough. We have a lot of reaction to what's going on uh, via the email line, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, and some tangential topics like will we ever go back to some semblance of um, bipartisanship and, 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 you know, it's easier to describe it in the negative, I guess. uh, That's hilarious. Diminish all the rancor and bitterness and all. I don't know that we will. Got a college football game in Maine in which uh, one side they're the Mountaineers or something like that. Uh, it's a good name in Maine. Or the, the Marine Maritime Cat Academy, whatever. Huh. But anyway, so they like a Probably lot. Probably not the Mountaineer if, if it's the Marine Academy. But a lot of a lot of colleges do this. They fire off a cannon. It's part of their home thing. Well, yes. they fired off a cannon and hit the referee in the face with a cannonball. What? Oh God! You're supposed to shoot blanks. Is he dead? Do we know if this referee was good at his job? Well, a, clan, a cannon, a cannon blast. Anyway, oh, okay. I don't know if there's a ball attached, but uh, the Say, incident. Wait a minute! Incident shows a loud bang, a large puff of smoke, and a referee then grabbing his face and falling to the ground. Ooh, great! That's terrible. I don't know. I've seen. Those Is there swords. a civil war surgeon in the house? I don't know who to blame. Hey, guy who fires off cannon, don't fire it off if somebody's standing right in front of it, like they're Bugs Bunny or Wiley e. Coyote or something. <laughs> On the other hand, hey, referee, this probably isn't the first home game you've been to. Don't put your face in front of the damned cannon. I have a feeling he was just doing his job. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway, so uh, we'll get to the reactions to this whole impeachment dust-up coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. 
House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's announcement of impeachment proceedings against President Trump. Trump tweeted this morning that there is, quote, no president in the history of our country who has been treated so badly as I have. Even more amazing, he tweeted it from the Abraham Lincoln Room in the John F. Kennedy Library. Dark. Oh, wow, that's an assassination joke. Dark. So, I'll tell you what, there's going to be many rounds to the Ukraine story, but Trump's having a good round. With McGuire, the acting DNI on the Hill, just a couple of the things that have been asked and answered. Did you ever offer to resign? No. That was a big story for like half a day yesterday that he threatened to resign because the Trump administration was telling him not to release the whistleblower. That just never happened. That is not true. The Washington Post had a story that was just flat not true. And also, uh, he was asked whether or not the DOJ asked him to find out the whistleblower's identity. That was a story earlier in the week, that there is pressure to release the identity to scare the whistleblower. Emphatically, no, says McGuire. Wow. Wow. Doesn't mean the substance of the phone call and the the whistleblower and all that sort of stuff's not going to still be a problem. I'm just saying I think it's a good round. Yeah, for the for the yeah. president right now. Agreed, and we'll get into the particulars, uh, the particulars, the particulars of the uh, whistleblower complaint in a little bit. If you're just tuning in, that's not a good look for the president. But you know what I would say if it were four? Let's see, what is it? Gosh, it's practically October. If it were three months from now, I would state unequivocally: there's an election in November. A lot of this stuff is Trump being Trump. It's not a good look. But we all knew what we were getting into, or we're certainly used to it at this point. You want him to keep being president? Vote for him. You don't? Don't. It's It, it would be the height of ridiculousness to be talking to impeachment if it were three months later than it is right now. As it is now, it's almost that. Yeah, it's a wobbler. Yeah, it's close. I mean, what is the point? We're going to have an election. What? More on that later. Yeah. Moron, comma, that later. Hmm. Is that what you meant? Was there a hidden meaning to what you said? No. Was there? No dog Something whistle. for us to divine? Shut no. up, Rudy. Moron. Oh, yeah. Liking that clip again. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. The, Rudy, really? The uh, the little Swedish girl? You just can't play those enough. No, you don't know what you're talking about, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Been doing this show a long time, sir. I, I believe I do. Oh, let's Oh, yeah, I don't want that. So a lot of the emails are pouring in, uh, not only on what to call this, Ukraine schmukraine, <laughs> Ukrainus, Ukraine clown posse. <laughs> nice job, Steve. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Orange cranium? Is that like a, I don't even know. Orange cranium. He's got an orange head. A uh, quick note. Um this is from Brian. You guys have thoroughly broached the idea of whether American politics will get back to normal in a post-Trump environment. I'm like a lot of people and hoping a lot of this hyperbole and visceral tribalism will go away. But with that, there's also a better than average chance that Trump's Republican successor will usher back in the gutlessness of conservative politicians trying to make nice with media and other liberals. I love that Trump fights back, at least to a point. What comes in five years will be interesting. You know, I was, I was, it was moments after I read that email that my eye was caught by a tweet by the uh, the the website of one of my favorite bands of all time, REM. Um, great band, I love them. Uh, underrated in my opinion, but 
Oh, their their politics are wildly progressive. Always have been. But it was a, a link to a 1994 video where they're promoting one of their albums. And uh, the, the, the politics kind of sort of comes up because one of their songs was political. And they assume they're serious, sad voices. And and they're talking about the two terms of Ronald Reagan and, and the one term of George H.W. Bush. And in sad, serious voices talk about the most corrupt and dangerous screwing the country has ever taken right. or ever will in many, many generations. And we're barely surviving. I, I can barely draw a breath because we've been so badly damaged. And I just think that wildly overdramatic, the earth is at stake, this is life and death at every moment attitude about politics has gone so mainstream through a Pete Others wisdom, Trump didn't make the wave, he's just riding on it. It does help to be of a certain age and have been through the hyperbole before, having heard that the nation will never recover from this particular president right. on, on either side. Right, most important election of our lifetime. I remember I saw a, a compilation of people explaining how the Republican president was seeking to become a dictator. And and it went back many administrations. And it was all the same words spoken over and over again, often by the same people, to the point of just being ridiculous. But that sort of way out there, that's the 5% that's painting their face and chanting and screaming and, and the rest of it and fundraising and all. That 5% on each side is now like, I don't know, 30% on each side. Yeah, we have some clips we'll play later. Uh, we played Nancy from 96 yesterday. We've got Nadler from the uh, Clinton impeachment and a couple others. Same people on the scene, which I find a little troubling. You'd think there'd be more turnover in government. But anyway, saying the exact opposite of what they're saying now. And that's yeah. just the way it goes. I have a stack of emails in front of me. Uh, well, Greg Gutfeld tweeted, what if the whistleblower is corn pop? <laughs> well, wow. he was a bad dude. You got to put a chain around his head. Everybody, Everybody knows that. But I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. But several of them have the the theme of... uh, I've never been in a chain fight. Not one. I have. Oh, no. No, I haven't. (laughs) And he ran a bunch of bad boys. Oh, we know. Karen Pop was a bad dude. But I have a number of emails right in front of me. Ukraine make this stuff up. That's a pretty good name. Saying, (laughs) essentially, this is a good summary. I don't like Trump. Never have. He comes across as a narcissistic bully. He's amusing at times, but mostly his actions make me wince. I held my nose and voted for him in 2016, mainly for the court picks. Um, Then it goes on and on. The left so blinded with rage by the loss in 2016. They didn't collectively consider why they lost. They're now on track to repeat it in 2019. And then it, it summarizes, as, again, quite a number of people have said, I held my nose the first time. This time I can't wait. Simultaneously saying Trump is an idiot. Okay, so I was I was thinking think about, of that. Think about how incredibly effective the left and their and their media lapdogs have been in turning those people to what they are now. And that's an impossible task. If you told them in 2016, here's what you got to do: you've got to turn barely can stand a vote for the guys into hardcore supporters. Now, get started. Yeah, it wouldn't be easy to do. No. Um, I was, I'll, I'll think this is a big deal. The first pundit or serious person I know that switched sides. Because so far, I haven't heard one. 
Everybody I've heard who's on board with Trump has really crossed the line. David French in the National Review said they hated Trump already. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he's wrong, but it's still, you know, people that already hated Trump. Right. I'm waiting for the person that has backed Trump all along and said, no, this is too much. I've changed my mind. I haven't come across that person yet. No, no. We'll get into the particulars of the whistleblower complaint. Uh, it's not a good look. Like I said, I've read it. It's it just it is not a good look at all. Yeah, if you get us next hour, we've got a little montage of McGuire, the DNI, in front of Congress today, saying, "No, I wasn't pressured to do this, and no, I didn't do that." And yeah, on the other hand, so much of it is just Trump being Trump. Do the American people say boot him out of office? We'll see.